gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Script Show, where we're talking about your favorite movies, what was good, what was bad, and how we can improve on things. We don't just talk about the problems, we get solutions to the problems. And today, joining me, the lovely co-host, Dr. Sam. (laughs) 3D! Just kidding, there's no 3D. This is an audio medium. Oh, wow. Well, we, no, we're still throwing our hands at the freaking microphones and everything right now. getting a, a fistful of finger into <laughs> its face because today we're talking about Jaws 3D. Wow. Jaws 3D, man. Just Jaws 3D minus the D because uh, Amazon doesn't have the 3D version. Oh, man, neither does YouTube, surprisingly enough. Sam, what'd you think of Jaws 3D? Well, uh, we did Jaws the Revenge previously, and, and that was a one of the f- most fun, bad movies that we've ever watched. I would say this was one of the more useless bad movies that we've ever watched. Yeah, I agree with that. Where Jaws the Revenge has so much dumb stuff to it, this one that has so much stuff that just doesn't add up to really anything. Yeah, I, honestly, I mean, maybe hot take, but I think I like Jaws the Revenge better than Jaws 3D. I feel like I like I like it in the way that I like The Room more than I like... Jurassic Park 2 guess, or something? Yeah, Jurassic Park 2 or Jurassic Park 3, where it just is like, okay, it's bad, but I don't really feel much for it. Uh-huh. The Room is definitely bad, but there's a good reason why it's bad. I can... I completely agree with that. It's like Jaws of Revenge, at least it's like funny to watch and like, you know, the shark roars and everything, even though the shark sort of roars in this one, too. But eh. the shark sharks can't roar. I Googled that as I was watching and I heard a tiny like, is that like a lion roar coming out of it? I Googled it says sharks have no way of making any noises with their mouth. There's no physical way that they can roar. Jeez, yeah. This movie had a lot of potential. Like, I think it was a really good idea setting it in uh, Six Flags, or not Six Flags, uh, SeaWorld. SeaWorld Orlando? Yeah. Hey, hey that's a uh, fun fact, kids. That's my hometown. That's <laughs> that's the SeaWorld that I went to before realizing that animals were tortured at SeaWorld. Uh. <laughs> but I should have known from watching Jaws 3D yeah. <laughs> that animals, even great white sharks, would get tortured. Oh, God. Very true. It's a weird thing that SeaWorld helped sponsor this movie yeah. when very clearly the owner of SeaWorld within this movie <laughs> and the people creating the attractions are evil people. Yeah. Like, and there's a shark attack and it just does not look good on SeaWorld but they let their image be part of this entire thing. Yeah, it's probably the, the weirdest movie tie-in by far. I can't really think of anything that was more out there and, like, really against your message that you're trying to send out. Hey, I don't know. I think Krispy Kreme and Power Rangers was pretty much uh, <sighs> uh, the best use of, of product placement I've ever seen. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. Maybe someday we'll get to that. One day, maybe. That's, not, that's actually not a terrible movie from what I've heard. But still, I know from Sagar. Let's do a debate with Sagar. See who likes Power Rangers and who doesn't. I'm more than down. Um, But yeah, overall, it wasn't a bad idea to have Jaws take place in this Sea World, and they really just did nothing else great. It's it's not a bad thing, but it is weird because as someone who's been to Sea World and obscene amount of times as a child, I know the layout of that park in and out, and. It's nowhere near an ocean. Uh, there's no way that a shark could just swim into a sea world. That's not how sea world works. And Orlando is in the middle of Florida, where there's a lot of problems with everything uh, logic-wise within this movie that 
the fact that a shark could go into all the places that it does uh, d- cannot happen whatsoever. Yeesh. Well, okay. Is there anything you want to talk about before we start summarizing this bad boy? No, I think the thing that I want to say most about Jaws 3 will come come towards the end about an idea of how to fix it. Oh, perfect. Very nice. Well, as we go into summary, guys, remember that we have time codes in the description, so if you don't want to uh, listen to us summarize this bad boy, you can skip it, but, you know, it's Jaws 3D. We're going to be throwing a lot at you. Just like the movie. Ooh. All right, so... We open our movie with, it's a nice ocean waters, fish are flying around. Not really. They're not fly fish. <laughs> I mean, they're like flying through the water. You exactly. Know, they're, like, they're scooting through. It's a lot of fish. It's a lot of fish. Yeah. <laughs> we keep watching fish for a while. And that's my first big problem with this movie is that everything holds on for a little too long. I completely agree. And I understand that they're trying to like really like show you like, whoa, technology, this is 3D. But you watching it in a standard movie, it's just like, wow, yeah, that, that fish is really looking into the camera right now, really looking into my soul. And so we follow this one fish who's just like, you know, fish eyes, like looking pretty out there. And it just gets knocked by our main guy, Jaws. And the head just floats forward into your face. And we hold on to it for like, Five to ten seconds. I think it's longer than that. I, f- I really do, because I feel like the fish part of this movie is the first full, like, three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going from there, we, we push past the fish and past there to see that we're in SeaWorld. Ooh. And there is a water show going on. There's, like, ten water skiers just out there forming a pyramid. And it's being driven by a boat. And they're having a great time, but you can see, like, from shark perspective, looking up at them, like it wants to eat them. And it's getting mighty close. Uh, and nothing happens. Oh. Yep. They <laughs> hop off their boat. Uh, we see this one guy who's, you know, trying to talk to the ladies on the ski pier. He's like, hey, ladies. And it's like, shut up, dude. <laughs> uh, and that's about when we get introduced to our main character, Mike Brody who is the son of the main character from Jaws 1, which, if that sounds familiar, that's also the main character of Jaws the Revenge, but this is a completely different Mike Brody. Yeah, Dennis Quaid, man. They got the man. They got Dennis Quaid. Uh, Apparently, they spent their Dennis Quaid budget for the next movie on uh, uh, Michael Caine, so that's, you know, why the main character of the next one isn't very famous. (laughs) Uh, And he is an engineer at SeaWorld, He's sort of in charge of all the all the kind of uh, contraptions that contain all the animals, give them as much free space as they can, uh, and we're introduced to kind of the staff around him, and we see that he is dating this one uh, uh, animal trainer, uh, Dr... I want to say Katie or Kathy. Yeah, we'll say uh, Katie, or I'll look it up, hold on. Okay, yeah, it's, so... I don't want to get in name trouble anymore. <laughs> Well, as they are, as Sam's looking it up, Dennis Quaid and his girlfriend are sort of just like showing around these dolphins how to eat food and stuff. And it's like, ha ha, dolphins are magical. Look how great SeaWorld is. Remember this and not when the whole fucking shark is attacking you. Yeah, it's fun that this is, the SeaWorld portions are bookended by her playing with dolphins. Yeah. And spoiler for the end of this movie, the, the dolphins playing around with them. Okay, so her name is Kay. So it's Mike Brody and Kay. Uh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. 
so yeah, they're sort of just playing around a little bit, and they're being they're talking about this big event that's happening. Yeah, or well, something. it's like the big opening of SeaWorld because I think it's not supposed to be the actual Orlando one. I uh, think they're opening a different SeaWorld in Florida, which is why I guess there's an ocean connection. Mm. Uh, but I don't know what ocean they're connected to. Either way, uh, there is about to be like this big opening, either of a new attraction or of SeaWorld itself. And as with the big with the big opening, of course. Uh, come some, uh, you know, big time faces, and we get the, as we see, like, a training exercise of some of the, the SeaWorld girls, we get, what's his name? Calvin? Uh, yes, Calvin. Mm-hmm. The owner, the CEO, yeah. the something of SeaWorld, a head guy of SeaWorld. And he's just sort of like, oh, all right, I can't wait to make all this money off this. Hey, do you want to compare me to the mayor in the first one? I may have some moral... <laughs> problems later on who just ironically is played by lewis gossett jr who uh won an oscar oh in february of 1983 and this movie came out in july of 1983 ah so i think he might have retroactively lost that oscar eddie redman did man (laughs) (laughs) well to be fair jupiter suddenly came out two weeks before the oscars did it yeah so there wasn't enough time to revoke his oscar ah damn Hmm. yeah but uh so then uh, another guy shows up whose name is Philip. He's kind of like this British... Uh, I honestly don't know what he is. I, I thought he was Australian. His patch, like, he has a scuba suit later and he's got a British flag patch on it. Oh, boy. I don't know. <laughs> the, I don't think this guy... Hold on, I'm going to look him up to make sure. Oh, no, he's British. Okay, oh, okay. cool. We're good. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, he shows up. And just like Calvin's like, look at all this money I can make. Philip is like, look at how famous I can get for interacting with these animals. Well, he, it's not even that. He's just like, mm, I'm going to take pictures of everything. Yes. You forget. He's probably an influencer, you know. Oh, if Charles but- 3 was made today, he'd be an influencer. <laughs> uh, just keep shooting instead of just keep swimming, you know. <laughs> and he's got, you know, a, a sidekick guy with him. And they, uh, they kind of disappear for a little bit. But just remember that they're there. Yeah, yeah. And so now the shark is, like, coming around a bit, and we have these... It's just, like, the shark coming in at this point, right? Well, yeah, the shark. The shark's around, so we can... We, like, see that the shark has entered the park, but nobody really knows that the shark is there. Right. Uh, and then we get introduced to Mike Brody's brother, Sean, who is also played by a very different person in this movie, <laughs> and they're, they're, they're happy to see each other. They're interacting, they're playing. They go out to a bar that night. They're having fun where, uh, and then that's where Sean runs into Kelly. Oh. And they start having a little flirty, flirty, flirting time. Uh, also, fun fact this is Leah Thompson who plays Kelly. This is her first movie that she was ever in mm. before the Back to the Future movies, before Howard the Duck. Oh, I was trying to figure out where I knew her from. Okay. Yep. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> uh, and so they are talking. She turns out she works at SeaWorld. So the two of them. And Mike and Kay hang out at the bar, and it's kind of where we figure out that all the stuff that happened to uh, Mike and Sean's dad, uh, Officer Brody from the first movie, uh, has kind of negatively affected how the two of them view uh, the water and marine life. Which is so weird that freaking Dennis Quaid works at, or I should, Mike Brody. It's so weird that Mike Brody works at SeaWorld. It's literally got sea in the title. Yeah, I think he doesn't have as much of a problem with, like, the water itself. Yeah. He just has more of a problem with, like, you know, scary, big, uh, shark-type animals. 
but Sean is actually, like, afraid of the water. Like, it takes Kelly, like, forcing him to go into the water with her half-naked to yeah. convince him to go in the water. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're having a good time at this bar, really bonding, not really having too much character development. And we cut to, like, these robbers trying to go into SeaWorld and steal the coral. Which is weird, because, like, the coral there shouldn't be very valuable. Like, it's just, it'd be the cheap coral you could just get anywhere. Yeah, like, like you would put it in a fish tank. Yeah, you just go to the Great Barrier Reef if you want the good coral, but... These two guys are going to steal the coral. At the same time, the guy that was, like, you know, trying to flex on the ladies on the skis... Uh, decides he's going to kind of close up the gate for the night, which I guess there's an entrance to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> which is not a thing SeaWorld has, just so everyone knows. Yeah, because then I guess the whole SeaWorld would be saltwater. Yeah. That's not how... That's a whole different... Because right, certain things need to be freshwater, certain things yeah. need to be saltwater. And the way that the movie is structured, you see the shark go into every single mm-hmm. exhibit, which means it all has to be saltwater, which is not good for some of your freshwater animals. But... The guy goes down, he try, He starts locking the gate, and he's locked it, but he keeps fidgeting with the lock. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> uh, and then he gets eaten. Oh, God. And this is another one where it's like the fish face, where it's just like, hmm, and he turns, and it's like one fish. He's like, okay. Goes back to lo- locking up the lock. Then he goes, hmm, and turns around. It's another fish. And he's like, oh, okay. Just fixes up the lock and goes, and then it's Josh just eating him. Like it's and it's such a shitty uh editing style because yeah. it's you don't see Jaws, you just see the mouth. Well you, the, it's bad because this is the filmmaking thing rather than scripting thing. Yeah. Is he uh Jaws goes into frame and like opens his mouth and closes it, but goes past the guy. <laughs> and you see him not close down on the guy, but then you cut to a shot of blood exploding. And that's like a common like motif of this whole film. It's just like people struggling and then a gust of blood coming out. Yeah. And it's just like you still see all them struggling and everything. It's just... Which is weird because they have more money to make this movie. So why did the effects budget like go down? I don't know. But, it, uh, yeah, he rips off his arm and you see the arm for way too long floating towards the camera. <laughs> just like everything. And yeah, then... Mike and Kay leave. They go walk on the beach. Uh, Mike tells Kay that he got a job in Venezuela doing other, you know, ocean engineering things. And she's like, but I, I, I don't want you to go. And he's like, you should come with me. And she's like, I don't know. I wonder and, how the movie's going to end. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, Sean uh, gets coaxed into the water by Kelly. Uh, and they have a grand old time playing. But meanwhile, the robbers keep hearing these voices, and this guy kind of leans over the boat, and he's like, hey, come on, you gotta hurry up. And I guess then Jaws eats the two robbers. And then he eats the yellow <laughs> boat. <laughs> it doesn't just, like, eat it. It explodes in the yeah. middle when he pulls it down. Uh, this this shark is cleaning up all the evidence, man. He's oh, making yeah. sure... And those robbers never come back. No, the, no one ever addresses the fact that there were people who broke into the park and there was anything eaten. Because, like... And you didn't really need it, too, because the guy that works there just got eaten. Yeah. So why did we need another kill? Well, also, it's not like we get faked out or anything. Like, oh, he's going for the Brodies, and nope, he goes for the robbers instead. Yeah. It's just... That happened. It's literally just to boost up the kill count... Or the body count. Yeah. Which I understand, but also, they killed him in, like, kind of a weak way. Like, there was no blood. There's no underwater shot. It just drags him down... Boom, drags the boat yeah. down. 
And it's just weird. Yeah. So. Uh, and we cut to the next day. Sean and Mike kind of talk about, you know, their past experiences and how Sean's now going into the water. And he's like, hey, don't make anything of it. I'm still scared of the water. Yeah. Mike gets called into work. I think we just cut to SeaWorld doing an ad for SeaWorld. Yeah, that's a lot of this movie. Yep. So that happens, and everyone's sort of looking around like, hey, where's that one guy that was flexing on the pretty ladies? We can't find him. He's such a drunk. He must just be curled up in an alleyway somewhere. Classic him. And, yeah, the people are training the dolphins again. Yeah. Well, then after they, uh, what is it, the, the, guys, the guy who's flexing's girlfriend shows up and is like, he never came home. You tell him he can't come back, which it's a weird thing to walk up to Mike and tell him about that because he's like, <laughs> sure, that's one of my employees, but, like, I guess you could do that at work. But Mike and Kay decide to get into, like, a little mini submarine and start ex- exploring, like, the, the depths of SeaWorld which is not how SeaWorld works. (laughs) It's very important to state that all of the attractions are all separated into their own tanks. There's no central hub, and there's no underwater, like, 100 yards under the water exhibit. (laughs) And, like, the control room is not underwater, as far as I can tell. It seems like it would be a poor plan, you know, to have all that water underneath. Like, Like, those very expensive machines underneath water, they could get ruined, like we'll see later. But through poorly green-screened effects... Very poor. Very poor. Oh, my God. The submarines start searching uh, around, and they come up to, like, this kind of, like, sunken ship where they're like, hey, do you think that maybe he got lost in the ship somewhere? So they hop out of the submarine and start searching through the ship, and things get tense and spooky. Ooh. And then... <laughs> we, we see a skeleton, and we hear the girl like, oh my god, is that... Oh no. And then Mike Brody's just like, no, that's Skellington, the Skellington guy. And we just, like, zoom in on the skeleton's hand, and it's, again, another five to ten seconds, at least. Yep. And it's like, yep, that is a skeleton hand. Cool. Cool. And so... They keep searching, and... <laughs> Potentially one of the best parts of this movie happens is that while they're searching, you do see Jaws kind of lurking around, and then Jaws punches the ship. <laughs> and when I say punch, he just like you see the you see a side of the ship, and into the shot you can't see it. I'm doing it with my hands. I'm doing it 3D. He punches like his nose directly into the ship and just backs right out. Oh my god! Yeah. And so then, yeah, Mike and uh, Kay are just like, oh, my God, it's a shark. And they, like, try to run away and everything. But it's like, oh, it's going. We don't know where it is. And they cut to stock footage of sharks. Yes. Coming, like, swimming around and everything. And Mike and Kay are like, ah, okay. But then who comes to save them? The dolphins. The dolphins. And so... (laughs) We're literally cutting in between actual movie that's, like, got people in it, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, decent, higher quality, and then we cut to this grainy-ass-looking, like, literal stock footage back and forth all the time. It's just like, hmm, I wonder which one is, uh... And I'll give them points. It is a real great white that they have stock footage of, but it does not look good. It doesn't match up with what they're doing. Like, they can't really cut between shots because there's also stuff where the dolphins are supposed to be like you know swimming above and below the shark and when they cut to them like swimming away it's not the same angle it's it's bad but mike and Kay escape on the dolphins and get out of there and they tell everyone uh who works there we had there's a great white shark it's 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 inside the the exhibits 
Uh, we need to shut everything down. And Calvin and Philip want to kill the shark. Yeah, and Philip is just like, think about it. Think of all the press. If we killed a great white, I guarantee we'll get on the front page. And Calvin's like, oh, really? Hmm, that would be great for the what? <laughs> that would be great for the park. And I'm like, oh, would it be? Seeing the actual murder of a shark, just like full blood on the, sure, whatever you say. And then so Kay now is arguing like, no, we should save the shark because then we'll have the first great white shark in captivity. We'll bring in all the sails. Like Calvin, if we just kill it, that's all you get. You get one day press coverage. If you have a great white in the whole exhibit, we'll get more people. And Calvin's like, mm, yeah, small the monies. Calvin is just Mr. Krabs. Yes, yes, yes. And so they agree to capture the shark instead. So they do some preparations for the night as they're loading up onto their boat. Mike notices that Philip has brought grenades with him. Yeah, underwater grenades. Which, (laughs) if you pull a pin of a grenade and throw it in the water, it's going to go like a foot at most and then explode right at you. So underwater grenades are not, like, a smart thing to do. No, because you move so slowly in the water, you're going to die. Exactly. But (laughs) Mike says, hey, you can't blow anything up down there. It's pretty, it's, you know, it's sensitive. And Philip's like, fine, I won't use the grenades. And so they sail out there. Kay and Philip hop into the water. But (laughs) Philip's just filming the whole experience while Kay is actually trying to tranquilize the shark. Yeah, like, Philip could be recording someone get murdered right now like that'd be press coverage uh. think of the money baby <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah they go down there philip is filming and the shark somehow sneaks up on Kay and just grabs her by the oxygen tank and philip like stabs the shark tries to get him off of her and through like weird editing i don't know how it happens but they end up tranquilizing the shark and getting it back to Inside of SeaWorld? Yeah, I think... Because uh, I don't think I ever saw them actually hit the shark with the tranquilizer. Uh, Mike goes in with his gun eventually, and he, like, <laughs> with 3D, <laughs> you, we get, like, his perspective... Or not his perspective. We get, like, Mike holding a gun up to the camera, and he pulls it, and then the tranquilizer, like, shoots out into your face. So did he have a second tranquilizer on the harpoon gun? I guess. Or was that where the tranquilizer was the whole time, and I just wasn't listening? I think they had two like bullets or like ammo okay. of it and um because kate or Kay messed up the first one and then mike's like i'm gonna put it in my own hands make sure my woman's safe and i think he hits the fin maybe yeah I, i'm not completely sure the editing you don't really get a big like idea of scope in this you just sort yeah. of feel like they're on a dock on a lake which really. is weird that they don't have scope because just another fun fact about the movie is that the director was the production designer for the first two Jaws movies. Oh. Yeah. And so he is the one, you know, who designed, you know, the the main boat where it was, kind of helped figure out how things worked, did all of Amityville, got that. In this movie, I'm sure he's in charge of getting SeaWorld all put together. And you would think that someone who really, you know, wants to show off their craft and, like, the thing that they're most proud of, they would do what they could to, like, really figure out how big the ocean is and, like, in relation to where the dock and the boat is. Right. But he doesn't do that. I will admit the production design, I didn't know this, that he was the guy on one and two. Mm-hmm. I think the production design is actually really good for what you're trying to go for. Oh, yeah. Um, so I need to give credit where credit is due. Well, but, the, that might be the only real design thing because also cinematography is kind of weird in this movie too. Especially yeah. the outdoor shots. Mm-hmm. 
But that's another topic for our uh, podcast, uh, Dr. Camera. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they get the shark. He's in captivity now. And, like, Kay and Mike are really happy. They're like, well, look what we did. And Calvin's just like, oh, yes, all the monies. And so they're treating the shark. And, oh, my God, when they're in the little tank with Jaws, <laughs> it's so... It's like seeing him get neutered. It's just yeah. like, I'm here. Well, We're guiding this, you know, it's a puppet or whatever. We're guiding this puppet around in this tank. To be fair, but it is a baby shark. It's That's true. But, like, if you're watching this for the first time, you're like, wow, that's Jaws. Yeah. He's just being floated around. Yeah, they're, I mean, and then later on uh, when they're taking care of Jaws, like, Mike and Kay have a moment where they're talking about, you know, are you sure you don't want to come with me to Venezuela? We're not going to have moments like this. I'll take whatever I can while I'm here. And they're trying to, like, you know, put put the oxygen into Jaws's gills. And then all of a sudden, Jaws wakes up and starts shaking around. And that's kind of when they have to, like, run away from it. Yeah. So it would have been cool if they made Jaws more of a danger. Right. And then they both have to kind of carefully get in there and do that. And then have their talk. And then Jaws wakes up. But nope, that's not what happened. Yeah, it's just like a, oh, whoa, he's awake. All right. I just jumped out of the small tank. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we go to the next day, which is either the grand opening of a new exhibit or the grand opening of all of SeaWorld. One of the two. Something's happening. Something's happening, and everyone's having a great time. Uh, they're, yeah, the, the, the ski show is happening. Kelly is one of the skiers, and she's doing her thing. Sean's watching her, and he's like, hey, I want to talk to you and hang out. And, you know, Mike and Kay are trying to do their thing when all of a sudden Kay notices from afar that... Baby Jaws is in one of the tanks. Oh no! But How he, did this happen? He wasn't supposed to be shown off yet. He's not going to survive in a tiny tank like this. No, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. And she like looks over and they're like, "Hey, I don't know if this is working." And then from a wide shot, you just see Jaws just slowly <laughs> flip onto his back. <laughs> and and Kate jumps into the tank. He's like, "No, no, no! Quick, we gotta, we gotta help him. We gotta save him." She turns it back upright. Like he's like. Can someone get him, you know, out of the tank into something else? He can't survive in here. And unfortunately, Baby Jaws is dead. He's dead. I can't believe that's how Jaws died, is just from being <laughs> in too small of a tank. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh wait, man. There's still 45 minutes left in this movie, Taylor. It's just Jaws's funeral. <laughs> Everyone has a deep look at themselves, and then they question, like, hey, what is this park becoming? Are we just trapping animals in here? And... Against their free will? Man, it's almost like Jurassic Park owes so much to Jaws 3. <laughs> and, yeah, and then uh, they... they uh, oh, and then, the, the, then later on there's, like, an underwater exhibit where these oh, yeah. people, like... Again, this is not how SeaWorld works. This is bad. <laughs> they go under the water, and, like, they're supposed to be able to see, like, you know, whatever fish live 100 yards under the, under the ocean. And as they're looking there, they see... The corpse of the guy who went in to unlock the thing just float past. Yeah, and so everyone sees this and starts to run out, but there's too many people, I guess. So this one girl gets her face pushed onto <laughs> the window where the corpse is, and someone's literally pushing her yeah. face into it. And it's like, oh my god. But they, uh, they fish the body out of... <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about some horrible asshole who sees a corpse and his first thought is, hey, I'm going to push your face <laughs> right next to his face. Because they didn't need to do that. It's probably uh, Philip. You know, he's like, oh, this would look great on my Instagram. Oh, this is a great pic. <laughs> uh, but they, they fish his body okay. out of the water. 
and put it onto a table, and due to amateur autopsy skills, yeah. they realize that the bite mark that is in this guy's body uh, is actually too big for the shark that they captured. What? Which means that they somehow deduce that that was, in fact, the baby shark. And the, like, five times as big mama shark is now inside the park. Dinner under the sea, and he's, like, meeting with investors <laughs> or something. Because, oh, yeah, this does happen first. Uh, so, yeah, Calvin is trying to talk to people, talk them up. He's like, oh, we're having a great time. Uh, look at all this money we're making. Money, money. Money, money. And all of a sudden, uh, as Brody and Kay are trying to convince him to, like, close down the park for the day, we need to stop everything, Big sh- Jaws shows up in front of their window, like, <laughs> under the water, <laughs> and is like, hello, boys. Yeah, and I'll give, again, credit where credit's due. This is a practical effect. Yeah. You know, you see Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it is it is a decently good twist, though. Yeah. Because I was expecting Baby Jaws to be, like, the Jaws, and they were going to have to deal with it in the park. Yeah. And then having it die partway through, is like, wait a minute, so what? where's Jaws? Now that everybody in this fancy re- undersea restaurant can see Jaws, they all run out and... You know, it's, it's almost funny. Like, I wanted, like, that music to play. Because Brody hijacks, like, a golf cart. Like, a guy who's delivering popcorn, he throws him out of the cart and just speeds off. And in one of the best gags, actually, in this movie is all the popcorn falls off of the cart. Uh-huh. And just for a split second, you see a bunch of children running to grab the popcorn that's on the ground. They're Give not them a movie credit where it credit is due. All right, all right. Good, good joke. Mike is driving around yelling at people, get out of the water, get out, go, you can't be here anymore. And he gets to the ski show and he grabs the microphone of the guy's hands like, get out of the water, there's a shark. And everyone thinks it's part of the show (laughs) until all the skiers look behind them and they see, "Uh uh-oh, there's a shark fin in the water. Shit. And Uh they all collapse into the water and they all try and get up onto the boat. But unfortunately, Kelly gets her leg Nicely scraped. It's weird, because she, like, gets thrown and thrashed around. Yeah. And it is just like, oh, okay. And, of course, when she's getting thrashed around, it's like, oh, the blood gush comes out. They really like the blood gushes here. And then they pull her out, and, yeah, she's just like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah, she gets out. Sean goes with her in an ambulance, and he's like, Mike, you gotta take care of the shark for us. Like what Dad would do or whatever. Yeah, and... Sean then leaves, and that's the last time we see Sean. Which we spent a lot of time with him and Kelly at the beginning talking about his fear of water, and we never really addressed that anymore. Yeah, no, it's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. So the shark, because somehow all of the exhibits are connected, just keeps swimming into more exhibits <laughs> and harassing the people, but everybody's basically <laughs> out of the water at this point, except for the underground uh, or underwater tank, which got damaged by Jaws running into it. And now it's starting to fill up with water. They've, they've stopped the water from filling up, but everybody's trapped down in, in the undersea part. So they agree to make this plan where someone's going to go kill Jaws while Mike goes and tries to seal up the hole uh, that, uh, that like, the water's going yeah. through. So these people are trapped and the water's going up and they're all freaking out. Rightfully so. I'm sure that water is very cold also. There's some elderly people in the crowd. Yes. So, yeah, they're all stuck, and uh, Kay, Calvin, Mike, Philip, and Philip's other guy sort of kept together and like, we need to do something. How are we going to fix this, guys? And they come up with a plan that they're going to kill Jaws. 
Good plan, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really understand their complete plan. I didn't either, but it the gist was that, yeah, that Philip and his right-hand guy were going to try and uh, kill Jaws, and Calvin and Kay were going to watch from the under the poorly planned underwater control room, and Mike was going to go and seal up the hole because he's the engineer, so he'd, like, you know, weld it shut. Right. Uh, and so they go and do that. Uh, Mike's still in the middle of welding, but Philip and his right-hand man are down there. They're also holding cameras, which of course they are. Yeah, oh my god, these uh, influencers nowadays. <laughs> and they're trying to find Jaws, and wouldn't you know it, Jaws comes and gets him, and he grabs Philip, and Philip is fighting back. He's trying to get away from Jaws, but alas, Philip is consumed by Big Jaws. No, 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 not Philip. Ah. Yeah, and then Philip's right-hand man cuts out. He's like, where's Philip? And he runs around, and the guy's like, sorry, Philip's not here, and then he realizes that Philip's dead. So he either comes down to the control room or radios in or something and uh, lets everyone know that Philip is dead and that Jaws is still on the loose. So this makes Kay think that she needs to go and rescue Mike from welding the tube shut. Right. And so Mike is still trying to do that and everything, and I believe he finishes it, right? Like, he welds everything shut? Yeah, he welds it shut, and just as Kay is getting into the water, going over to him, and right behind uh, Mike, she sees Jaws is heading his way. Uh Uh-oh. And so they try and escape out of there, and luckily that's right when the dolphins show up again. Oh my god, freaking ex machina dolphins. (laughs) More like, eh, 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 machina. Oh, alright, good one, good one. (laughs) <laughs> Not really, but I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so the dolphins help fight off Jaws, again, in a weird combination of stock footage and filmed practical effects. Yeah, and I feel like they reuse a couple shots here and there. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Uh, but Mike and Kay get back to the control room. Escaped Jaws, and there's taking a breath. They meet up with Calvin in the control room, and then they look off into the mirror, or into the distance of this window into the ocean. And they're like, oh my god, and what is coming to them? The slowest <laughs> moving shark in the world. Oh my god. Because that's not even like they like had the shark animated. It's literally like they put a shark like doll on a string and just scooted it along in front of a green screen. Like no- nothing about it moves. And everyone's like in slow motion in the other room like, oh my god. And as Jaws, as, as Jaws moves forward, it breaks the glass. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws, no, he goes, he stands still, and then opens his mouth, and everything shatters. And now ocean water is filling up the control room. Calvin's like, oh, I'm dipping out. He swims out, and Jaws is like sort of picking his choosings of who he wants to eat. He eats this one guy with a really long tube sock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then he's going after Mike and Kay, and they're trying to get away from him, but they can't really find a way to escape. But then Jaws opens its mouth wide, and they see inside of Jaws' mouth is that Philip is... It's, he's dead in there, but his arm is outstretched, holding a grenade. <laughs> and so they, like, non-verbally, like, to each other while they're underwater, are like, all right, we've got we to gotta pull the pin and explode the grenade. So Kay... <laughs> Like goes and starts like punching Jaws to distract him, while while Brody uh, fashions like a like a MacGyver like hook, right. so he can like reach into Jaws's mouth and pull the pin, and he pulls the pin 
and he and Kay swim as fast as they can away. <laughs> and Jaws is sort of like, hey, guys, where did you go? And then out of nowhere, kaboom! Jaws' body is just flying everywhere, and right in glorious 3D is Jaws's jaw being <laughs> thrown right at you, and yeah. then it pauses for another 5 to 10 seconds on the Jaws, being like, hey, do you get you it? Because it? it's Jaws. It's Jaws. Jaws. That's it. That's why we have the Jaws in front of your face. And, uh, yeah, Brody and Kay escape to the surface, and they're, they ask, you know, is everything okay? And they're like, yeah, I think Calvin and, you know, whoever else escaped, they're all fine. And then Kay looks around and she says, where are the dolphins? <laughs> Mike, Mike, where are the dolphins? The dolphins. And Mike's like, oh, we care about the dolphins? Uh, I don't know. And then she starts slapping the water. She's like, Mike, Mike. And then we hear just like a, I, don't, I, can't, do, I can't do a dolphin. And then one of, the, one of the dolphins pops up and she's like, oh, Sandy, you're here. It's like, but wait, where's Sandra? I don't remember. <laughs> Skipper like, or something. Yeah, like it's like, where is she? Where is she? And they keep calling out. And then just Dennis Quaid in like the most monotone voice is just like, I don't think she made it. <laughs> and then wouldn't you know it, out of nowhere, pops up in the air, does a little trick and comes back down. Yep. And the two of them cheer and embrace and the dolphins jump into the air and we fade to black. Yep. Oh my god. What a movie, man. Um, so that's it. That's the summary. That is where it ends. To be fair, I mean, how much time are we at right now? Uh, we're at 40 minutes-ish right now. We skipped over, like, a lot of stuff, but it's a lot of just, like, lingering shots and just yeah. watching people, like, watch stuff happen. It's not great. No, I, I'm not kidding when I, I... I might actually argue that Jaws the Revenge is better than Jaws 3D. For entertainment value, I do think so. For pure but character-like stuff and, like, logic and plot, I really don't think Jaws the Revenge is better, but I do enjoy it more. I don't know. What are the character arcs in this movie? There are none in this movie. I could argue uh, the mom, the Brody's wife in 4 has a character arc. I would say so. I think the character arc you get is that... Uh, She's afraid of Jaws, is like, doesn't want to be around the water. Well, no, for three at least. Oh, for three. For okay, three, sorry. I think that because Bro- uh, younger Brody mm-hmm. doesn't really have like an arc, really. Yeah. He's kind of like, you know, the protagonist that we just kind of watch go through things. For me, Kay has kind of an arc where she loves her job, but she also needs to, you know, learn to love Mike Brody, I guess. I feel like they're pretty... Lo- I mean, in that bar, those two are smack... Or, like, kissing hardcore as uh, Brody's brother and uh, Kate, whatever, the other yeah. girl, are just meeting. <laughs> I, To be fair, though, what's, what's worse, having no character arc or having a bad character arc? Because I do... I, well, I agree okay. that, you know, older Brody's wife goes through a character arc in four. It's a very weird... And poorly executed one, where this one doesn't have a character arc. It's just a straight, you know, action adventure movie. I just don't know. I mean, in four we actually see Jaws a bit more too, and I can say like the editing's a little bit better, and like there's a connection but at the least. Plot like, is so nonsensical that the shark is just following like <laughs> for no reason, and at least in this one it's just two unrelated sharks. Yeah, like they are just sharks that were swimming out in the ocean. And just happened upon SeaWorld. Uh, I don't know. I just think, like, the effects are a lot better in this. Like, the only thing this movie has is the production design of SeaWorld. 
And then I... To I'm, be fair, the SeaWorld was already built, and they just worked around it. Okay, that's true. That's true. But the underwater part where, like, the girls are, like, where we get introduced to the underwater yeah. layer shit. Like, that. that's cool. It's no, They linger they do, on the fucking 3D stuff a ton there. I but think they do a lot more underwater shots in this one. Like, I feel like they were trying to be more ambitious with the tech and, like, how they were going to go around directing this one. Uh-huh. Like, do that. Whereas 4, I do think they were trying to get back to, quote-unquote, the roots <laughs> and have, like, a character story. But again, it's just a, such a poorly made one. Yeah. And at least this one is just, all right, here it is. It sucks, but here it is. Whereas four really felt like they were going for something. I mean, what do we? What do you think does better three does than four? Uh, like as a movie that I, you're saying this is a better movie because X. I I do think that the main actors are better because while uh, I I always feel bad Mrs. Brody mm-hmm. uh does have an arc and she is trying so hard it feels like nobody else is like Michael Caine has gone out and said that that's his paycheck movie everyone else is just like we're doing Jaws 4 like in this one I felt like you know Dennis Quaid is like younger guy he's trying to work work up for something Uh, when playing Kay I feel like she really did genuinely have a feeling for these dolphins and his brother as much as he didn't really have a lot going on I felt like there was something to his arc and uh, Leah Thompson as the girlfriend felt like it was, you know, a genuine amount of support. Again, they weren't arcs that went anywhere, but I felt, I, I understood where the characters were coming from. So you're saying more like character and acting was a bit better? I would say acting was better. Uh, I do think that the action is, as much as we made fun of the editing and like the (laughs) shittiness of this movie, I do think the action is a bit better in this one because... In 4, there's really no action until the end. It's just, like, a psychological thriller, but there's no psychology or thrilling elements until the end. Uh, I like the one scene where Mike in 4 goes into the water and is, like, picking up something in a uh, wrecked ship at one point, and Jaws starts attacking him there. I guess. Like, I remember thinking, like, damn, that was... I mean, not great, but I was like, oh, shit, like... Well, I guess we're going to have a debate sometime later to figure out which is better, <laughs> Jaws 3 or Jaws 4. <laughs> uh, what is it? Movie fights. Bring yeah. us on. <laughs> uh, but I, I I, would ask people, like, what do you think? Uh, 3 or 4? Because yeah. I, 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 after watching this, I do think I like 4 better as a movie <laughs> in general, just like overall, not even just like entertainment-wise. Hey, guys, send us a message on Twitter or Facebook at Dr. Script Podcast yeah. uh, to, to ask us, to tell us what you think is better. It's Jaws 3 or Jaws 4. Yeah. Okay, is there anything you want to talk about before jumping into it? No, uh, I think we both talked about... Let's let's jump into surgery and then okay. we can discuss. Cool. So, we Whee! both talked... <laughs> we both... <laughs> is that going to be our new sound effect? Is it kind of buzz saw? We're not really good at surgery. We have buzz saws here. <laughs> uh, we both said before the podcast started that it's really hard to think of a way to fix this movie. Yeah. And here's... My big fix, and you can you can you know, we can go to the, the movie itself and actually script doctor it. Okay. But the original pitch for this movie was a spoof of Jaws. The mm. original pitch for this movie was called Jaws Three, comma People Zero. <laughs> score. And okay. The original idea was that they were gonna make fun of the idea that like of, of disaster movies like these things that popped up out of nowhere that were like 
you know, beware the water or whatever. Uh-huh. And the very first scene was going to be the guy who wrote the book that Jaws is based on. Oh, okay. Would just get eaten by Jaws in the very first scene, but he's he's he plays the writer of Jaws. All right. So he plays himself and he gets eaten by Jaws. And that was kind of their thing. And Steven Spielberg was like, no, you cannot do that. You're not allowed to have. And this is just rumor. It could be anything. Right. Right, but right. this is what it, it was allegedly supposed to be. Uh, that Steven Spielberg said, no, you cannot do that. I'm not going to let you spoof Jaws and, like, you know, use Jaws, the name of Jaws to spoof the movie. Right. And so that got nixed, and whoever the executives were, like, Universal or, like, you know, whoever was pitching the movie just left the project altogether. Oh. So they had, like, this idea of Jaws 3 sold to them. Right. But now they had nothing, so they had to make something. Oh, okay. So I want to make Jaws 3, People 0. Okay. So, Man, these Jaws... <laughs> Remember when in Jaws Re- Revenge we went all, like, uh... What was it? Oh, my God, shit. Director who's out there. Wes Anderson. Yeah, Wes Anderson doing one. Yeah. Exactly. And I think uh, this one is 1980s, so either Mel Brooks or the guys who did Airplane should do this. Okay. Uh, Good so choice. Yeah. he opened on the, the author of the book, uh, and he gets eaten by Jaws, and then... Uh, we go into, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Who played uh, uh, Officer Brody? Roy Scheider? Yeah. Who was. So Roy Scheider, then they're all at his funeral, and Roy Scheider's there and talks to Steven Spielberg, and Roy's just like, Steven, I don't, I don't think we should have done that movie. And Steven's like, <laughs> but then Steven Spielberg just plays like a dickish version of himself. He just puts on like money sunglasses, just like, I have no idea what you mean. We're here to mourn a friend, okay? And he just like, puts a $100 bill into the casket and is just, like, something to remember me by. Okay. And uh, basically then the plot just goes that uh, <laughs> Jaws is starting to go around and start picking off people uh-huh. who made the movie Jaws, like, kind of uh, one by one. Okay. And it's all, like, Roy Scheider, like, trying to, like, convince people, like, the, like, universal executives and Richard Dreyfuss uh, and whoever played Quint. I cannot remember his name. Uh, hmm, but, yeah, all of going, them yeah. to, to do it. To, to not do this movie, or to not do a Jaws 3, because it's going to upset the actual Jaws. And it's it's a little similar to, uh, have you ever heard of uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare? That's exactly what I was going to yeah. ask you about, yeah. Because it, it's it's in a similar vein to that, where like the monster from that thing is going to come out and get them. Uh-huh. But I feel like that's what you have to do with Jaws, because the point of Jaws 1 is that this is a big, unstoppable shark. Right. And the fact that you're just going to go back and be like, but he's bigger, or but he's back. <laughs> there is no stakes to it, so I feel like the only way to go at that point is to is to do the spoof territory. Uh, I mean, I think there's, I I do like the idea. I like the new nightmare like vibes to it all. Like that Roy Schneider is running around being like, "No, guys, trust me, trust me." Like that is a very good like potential for scoop like a. Parody. Mm-hmm. The other guy was Robert Shaw, also. Robert Shaw. FYI. Cool. But uh, I like it. Uh, as a Jaws movie, I think I might need to side with Spielberg, though. <laughs> like, you know. Okay, it's... okay. So so we'll put mine off to the side for right now. Okay. So what are your, kind of your, some of your ideas to fix the movie that we have right now? So I sort of want Jaws being, like, in the park it to be a bit of a conspiracy. Where oh, so we don't actually know that Jaws is there until partway through? We don't know how he got in. So we're like, what's going on? Like, this is bizarre. Like, all the electronics are doing well. The gates, like, there's no gate to the ocean. So, like, what's happening? 
And so as we go on and on, we sort of find out that, oh no, maybe we keep it, SeaWorld probably doesn't want to be involved with what <laughs> I'm about to say. We find out that the SeaWorld or this uh, water park is in the tanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, that our villain, Calvin, is actually trying to destroy the park for insurance money. Oh, yeah. So he plants Jaws in there and he's trying to like specifically go after the people that like i don't know have wronged him or like maybe mike brody like did something dickish or like reported him like hey these the chlorine chlorine levels aren't up Hmm, you're gonna endanger people you shouldn't chlorinate salt water (laughs) 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 Uh, but you know i get what you're saying i think that's a that's a good idea because especially like to make Joss more of like a threat similar to the first movie where you don't know where he is at any given time yeah and like how it's even happening Plus making Calvin more just like, than just a guy who's like, money. Because mm-hmm. like, if he's the one that brought Jaws in in the first place, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And he's still like killing off people. Are there and still two sharks or is it just going to be one Jaws in this one? I think Calvin's just like, ah, oh, shit, they killed that one. That was the baby. Here's <laughs> the real one. And he just like sort of keeps bringing these sharks in. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep killing sharks and just more show up yeah. the next day. Yeah, and now, like, at one point, they're like, Brody reveals, like, oh, dude, I grew up with these sharks. You don't know. What have you done, Calvin? And then Calvin's like, wait, there's innocent people dying? I didn't know that. What have I become? <laughs> and so then, like, at some point, Calvin needs to sacrifice himself to save everyone else. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Are we just making him a dick like in the first, the mayor in the first one? Yeah, I feel like you could also do that and just have Calvin die. Which is weird, though, that Calvin lives at the end of Jaws 3, even though he's the ba- basically the bad guy here. Uh, yeah, I guess. He, Calvin's a f- moron <laughs> in this movie. Like, he does a lot of stupid shit. Yes. Like, he, he's not a very good manager. Because he's like, yeah, we killed the shark. It's a great idea. We'll get press. And then Kay is like, no, you'll get more money like that. Ah, you're right. The first idea should be to keep the shark. Yeah. And so maybe also, like, the the Justin or Philip, whoever, the British guy comes in. He's, like, supposed to be, like, this, I don't, like, actual, like, shark hunter. Like, maybe a... He's like a the crocodile hunter, sort of, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that actually be fun, yeah, to get yeah. to make someone who actually thinks that they know how to handle animals. Yeah. And maybe he's just like the star of SeaWorld where it's like, come see uh Philip, the shark wrestler, but all the sharks he wrestles are like teethless or whatever. Yeah. And he's trying to like really he's getting all the haters or emailing him or mailing him at this point, being like, Hey, your, your stuff is lame and super staged. You need to fight a real shark. So then Philip, or is it Philip? Or yeah, I think Philip. Is Philip. Philip's like, all right, I'm going to wrestle the shark. And it goes poorly. <laughs> and it goes poorly. Yeah. Um, but he still can be like, all right, where are the cameras? Let's make sure we have it. Because then it's another thing where it's like, oh, you guys aren't taking the shark seriously. Like, let's, you know, not dick around. He's going to murder people. <laughs> I also just want to have fun a bit more with, like, the SeaWorld aesthetic of it all. Like, what if Jaws... <laughs> everything's connected still in SeaWorld. Like, Jaws ends up going into, like, the uh, the wave pool. <laughs> he gets a couple tubes stuck on <laughs> yeah. there. 
He goes down a slide at one point. <laughs> it just catches the kid in his mouth yeah. as he jumps in the air. Well, it's like one of those things of, you know how in some water parks, you like there's the big shark's mouth that you go into. Yeah. So someone's just like the asshole jock, whatever. It's like, ha I'm in this park when I'm not supposed to going down the shark's mouth. And then like, he just like, it's the shark's mouth. But then below, it's just Jaws' mouth. And he goes right in. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, maybe that one works better for your yeah. uh, Jaws 3 people zero. Let's take that one and put that in Jaws 3 people zero. But again, no, I guess let's talk, since I didn't really like the story arcs of like these people. So I think definitely Sean Brody, uh, mm-hmm. the one that's afraid of water, he needs to confront this at one point. Yeah. Where so say, I don't know, the maybe Kay and um, Mike Brody... Mm-hmm are stuck in the waters rising. So they're either going to be trapped in this, like, area, like what the other people were in the movie, and they need Mike to go in and, like, screw something or, like, release something so the water can go out. But Sean also knows that the Jaws is out there. Mm -hmm. So he has to, like, confront his fears and everything to, like, get up the courage and do it. I bet that's why there wasn't an earlier draft of the script, because they really just dispatched Sean pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I agree. I actually think that would be a good idea, because give him yeah give him something that, like... Because you need that cathartic moment where it's like, oh, I remember the thing where he's got to fight the thing to, to do better, because the only version of that in this movie is just grenade? Grenade! Yeah. They do a lot of planting, but they don't water it. They don't make it into a tree, it you know? They just not a beautiful payoff tree. Yeah, no, they don't do anything. They just planted a seed. It's like, ah, oh, that didn't go anywhere. True. How? What do you think about Mike Brody, Dennis Quaid, having, instead of him, instead of at the end, Kay decides to go with him to Venezuela, uh-huh. he decides that he's going to stay and be with her because he's, you know, figured out that, you know, her her job is just as important because the, the thing that saved them was the dolphins. Because the whole thing, the most that the character arc is coming towards is that Mike really loves Kay, but he doesn't understand her work at all. Yeah. Because, like, he mentions that a few times where he doesn't know what the, like, dolphins are mammals. Yeah. And he, you know, doesn't know how to, like, properly, you know, give the oxygen to the shark because he doesn't, like, you know, put it in the gills or whatever. Right. Uh, and then he tells her that he's going to Argentina and that she should come with her. And then at the at the end, we're told that, like, she's going to come with him, even though she's got, like, six months left on her contract. I feel like a better thing would be a couple more moments like that where you see, you know, Mike really trying to understand what her job is and more in a way that, like, they, you know, they only have so much time left together. Right. That he's deciding to, you know, get to know her. And then at the very end, he's like, I understand what's so important now that these dolphins have saved us <laughs> and that, that you know, you matter so much to me. I'm going to stay. Right. I, that would be something. Yeah. I like that. What do you think if uh, maybe like when midpoint or later we find out Kay is pregnant hmm. and then we can sort of have like this parallel between Jaws's baby and Jaws and maybe like because I think they also say the dolphins are maybe we make the dolphins mother daughter also. Is, is this going to. If this doesn't tie back into uh, the thing about uh, Brody staying, I I think that could work for the for the way of paralleling between baby Jaws and mom Jaws mm-hmm. because you're just kind of figuring out you know what you would do to protect someone that you care about. Yeah. Then you then you're kind of forcing Brody to stay though at that point. because uh, if the because if yeah. the decision is between you know Argentina or not Argentina, uh, and she's like I'm pregnant, then it's like. 
Well, I'm a dick if I go <laughs> to Argentina. Um, what if, like, instead of them being together, it's just, like, it's been a fling for a bit, and it's mm-hmm. just supposed to be the summer love, you know? <laughs> like, well, What if she is pregnant, but she doesn't tell uh, Brody about it? Yeah. What if it, because she, because that could, you could still have the parallel, but, uh, but not have to, you know, have Brody, uh, like, use that as his reason to stick around. And she doesn't right. tell him because she wants him yeah. to, like, make the choice regardless of that. So yeah. Maybe she, like, because that could also give her and Sean more to do together. If she tells Sean, is like, hey, uh, you know, I'm pregnant with your brother's kid and, you know, I really want him to stay, but I can't, you know, force him to. And then they say something about, this baby Jaws that's been... Also, no one ever calls it Jaws. This baby shark that's been roaming around. Uh, you know, what What one wouldn't do to find, to make sure that their child's well taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. At least there's a parallel, at least. Like, something now with, you know, motherhood and yeah. whatnot. Um, okay, so I've got another pitch for you for Jaws 3 uh, People Zero. Okay, let's hear it. So this is actually the, the towards the climax of the movie. Uh-huh. We've heard uh, Roy Scheider talking about, you know the kind of work that he had to do to get into the mindset for a guy who, whose life, who becomes obsessed with Jaws, uh, with sharks, especially in Jaws 2. Uh, and he was preparing for Jaws 3, where he was going to, you know, uh, have to fully confront his fears and get in the water with Jaws. And so as he sees his friends picked off one by one, he's like, no, I, ca- I can't go through with the training. This, this can't happen. And then he goes through a training montage where it's like, all right, here's... I can do it. And then we're at the climax of the movie. Uh-huh. He goes out. He goes to where they filmed it in whatever Amityville is in right. America. He goes out on the original boat. He sails out into the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and he's just like, come on, Jaws. You're going to need a bigger dick. And Jaws comes up. And Roy Schneider takes off his shirt. He has one of those training whistle whistles on his around his neck. Uh-huh. He blows the whistle and holds up his hands in a specific position. And Jaws stops. He's like, what? And then he, <laughs> Roy Scheider dives into the water with Jaws, and he starts blowing the whistle and performing hand motions, and you realize he's learned how to train the sharks this whole time. Whoa. He's been working on forming a bond with a shark, that just because that they are the monster doesn't mean that we are not also monsters for how we just, just cannibalize the <laughs> movies that we make. It's a real parallel between the film industry and Jaws itself. Oh, and man. And he learns how to, how to wrestle got, with the beast. It got so deep. <laughs> so, wait, what is Jaws... <laughs> and the whole climax is ten minutes of him uh, synchronized swimming with Jaws. Okay. What, um, was this, like, Roy Schneider's, like, in-job with Jaws? Like, they planned to kill all these people originally? Or it's no, just no, a this random... Is, okay. This is the thing where he just never... He couldn't go through the final training because he just couldn't get back in the water with the sharks. This is what he was supposed to do for Jaws 3, but he did not want to do. And so then he finally was like, you know what? Jaws 3 is going to happen whether I want it to or not. <laughs> and so then he goes in with the training and he does the, and he goes in with the shark and he, he dances with it. And then he rides it back to shore and he looks at Jaws and says, Jaws, I know we've had our time together, but you've killed too many of my friends for us to ever have anything together. You, you need to get out of here and live your own life. Just... Just you can't come back, otherwise things will go wrong for you. And Joss looks at him with his dark, beady eyes where you cannot tell anything is happening. <laughs> and Jaws sails away, and he's gone, and we never have Jaws the Revenge because that's the end of the Jaws trilogy. Oh, no. Uh, I love it. So we can take that, put it off to the side. Uh, wait, with, it, with yours, 
How about at this point when Roy Schneider is going up to Jaws in the boat and everything, mm-hmm. um, Jaws pops up and he just starts talking to him. He's like, Roy, I told you. It's Jaws 3 is going to happen. I didn't. I tried my hardest. <laughs> and then Jaws sort of like... Jaws and Roy Schneider have their huge fight in the end, and then Jaws is like bleeding out, dying. <laughs> and then Brody looks at himself, he's like, What have we become? And we should, we should, we should, we should film two endings. Uh-huh. And have you ever seen Clue? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, how they yeah, have yeah. basically three endings for that. It should be like a choose your own, like, whichever one you prefer. If you'd rather him be friends with the shark or if he brutally murders the shark, that's up to you. Uh, okay. Because I, I also like that. Because <laughs> if there's the one where he just. You know, tells <laughs> Jaws what to do. He, you know, Jaws starts, like, swimming away. And as he's about to sink under the water, he says, Goodbye, Brody. I mean, Roy. <laughs> and goes down. Well, maybe, like, is Jaws also, like, a like a tired actor who's tired <laughs> of acting in these movies? That, like, well, that's, that's the secret part of it, is that he... <laughs> there are newspaper clippings under the water <laughs> where it's, Jaws, like, has, like put them up on his shark wall and is just looks at them and says has been shark has not been seen for many yeah. years and just, <laughs> Bruce the shark never worked before never works again get it because the shark yeah. didn't work for the first one yeah Bruce having a hard time getting up like exactly and so those are the things that he looks at and he this that's what makes him want to consume <laughs> not just people but media you know exactly. that's how he's trying to always trying to be famous and relevant, but he just can't anymore. This will be a good BoJack episode. <laughs> uh, t- Sorry to derail yeah. that. I had one or two other things. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you know what they were about? Oh, uh, I want a better death for Jaws in the actual Jaws 3D movie. You mean instead of just pulling a pin and he explodes? Yes. Is there anything we can do with the park that makes it interesting and cool and different? I mean, they could do... They could they could have the dolphins kill him. <laughs> so, beat Jaws to death. <laughs> it's the mother and daughter uh, dolphin, and they're having a hard time. But it's not till the dad shows up that they're a family. And now they're... <laughs> because we've to... heard about this deadbeat dad dolphin <laughs> that never wants to do shows with them. <laughs> Uh, uh, but the, yeah, I think something like that, or like where they do, because if these attractions are going to be connected by the same body of water, which I have to reiterate is not how SeaWorld works, <laughs> then like, yeah, uh, it's like lead them into different exhibits where it's like, you know, lead the, the people on the water, on the water skis are going to like lead him uh, over to like the, you know, some other tank with, with like the bumper boats and the bumper boats are going to like, you know, hit Jaws and like lead him into the dolphin tank, which is where the dolphins start fighting him. Like, figure out a way to tie in all the things that we've seen so far. Right. Uh, do they lead Jaws in by showing dead baby Jaws? Like, here he is, come help oh him. Oh my god, and that's then so it's cruel. It's literal bait that they use him for. But then, but then Jaws becomes sympathetic. Jaws is not supposed to be sympathetic. <laughs> we, we cannot love Jaws. We're, I mean, in this, we're supposed to hate uh, Calvin, not Jaws. Jaws is just an innocent fish that got thrown into this water Jaws park. Jaws ate so many people for that, no reason. That is he also was, very uh, true. He was unprovoked. <laughs> uh, what I think... Uh, or it could be that, you know, they do the thing where they lead Jaws everywhere. And instead, uh, since uh, Mike was the one who said that he didn't want to use the grenade... Uh, he finally realizes that he's supposed to. Uh-huh. Because, if you'll remember, Philip gave Mike the grenade. Oh, yeah. He, Mike has the grenade the whole time. 
So the fact that Philip has the grenade in his mouth at the end should not have happened because Josh, Mike had the grenade. And Josh should choose food. Yeah, or her choose, food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so what I think should happen is that they all get lead in there. And then Mike, you know, throws the grenade into, you know, Jaws's mouth. And similar to Roy Scheider from the first movie, just holds up the, the gun and just... I forget what the, what the line smile, is. Smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Just like, smile, you son of a bitch, and fires and kills Jaws if we're going to, you know, parallel to the first one. Sure, that works. Because also, MacGyvering a pin, like a pull pin, <laughs> I get why, and it doesn't need to be epic, but like, it does kind of like feel, eh. Yeah, because it's, it's lame, it's lame. I like, again, I like how for, you know, it's stupid, <laughs> but at least like, they stab Jaws with a, sh- a, a ship, you yeah. know, like, that's... They, 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 they knew they were going, they had, they were trying to do a Jaws movie. Right. So I think that that works quite well there. Yeah. And if we could bring back anyone, do you want to bring back Roy Schneider yeah. or uh, Richard Dreyfuss? For any of them. I mean, ideally all of them. Because, like, that the part that made one was great first because the first half was all about the town panic. And the second half of Jaws is amazing because it's a three-man mission. Mm-hmm. And you just see these three very different guys, like, trying to figure out whose method of killing Jaws <laughs> is going to work. And I feel like we're missing that kind of, like, you know, internal struggle rather than it just being, you know, there's no internal struggle with someone wanting money, someone wanting fame, someone wanting the sharks to be okay. It's just an external struggle of shark kills people. Yeah. So if if we could bring back Roy Scheider and tell and have him, you know, be like, Mike, it's good to see you. I I," they called me in because I'm the expert on killing sharks, apparently. And yeah, he like because. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Kay, you know, wants to save baby Jaws in the first place. And what if mm. Roy Scheider's like, hey, no, look, I, I totally get it. But this this shark is out of control. And it's it's one of those things where you have to make a tough choice. And then if she decides she's going to save baby Jaws and Mama Jaws comes in trying to find baby Jaws, then Roy Scheider's like, I'm sorry, but sometimes you just got to kill your darlings. <laughs> uh, so instead of Calvin... Uh, say we have original script and everything. It's just Calvin ordered someone to put this shark in a tank that he wasn't supposed to be. Does Roy Schneider make the conscious <laughs> decision to move this shark out and just kill it? Uh, and then that sort of attention between Kay and Brody, Mike, not Brody, uh, Roy Schneider. Yeah, and then Mike think, Brody's in the middle. Well, I think that would be the tension between all of them and Calvin, too. Because mm-hmm. Calvin wants the shark there for the revenge part. Roy Scheider keeps killing the sharks because he's like, sharks should not be in the water with other things, but Kay doesn't want to kill the sharks, but she doesn't want people to die, so she's caught there. And then Mike has to be, you know, in the middle to make his choice between who who is right and who's wrong. And, you know, he figures out a way to make all three of them wrong and right at the same time, you know, mm. that, you know, whoever wronged you, Calvin, I'm sorry, they shouldn't have done that. Dad, you're right, these sharks, you know, are a menace to society, but Kay's right, we shouldn't kill or whatever. Uh, then they figure out how to kill Jaws humanely, or mm. some, something like that. You know, a, a, a way to make it work. Okay, killing Jaws humanely. Oh, hmm. Or free Jaws, like two K sixty. It's just like Free Willy. Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws jumps over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's exactly how it should happen or how it should uh-huh. go down, but you know, a couple passes of the script, I'm sure it would work somewhere. But I. I mean, the actual quote that Roy Schneider said is, 
not even Mephistopheles, Mephistopheles himself, which is the not Shakespearean, uh, whoever was Shakespeare's, you know, contemporary, uh-huh. uh, Christopher Marlowe. He he wrote a play and it was all about you know Mephistopheles and that's kind of like how he came to prominence. He's like basically the devil. Oh, okay. like he's like you know, not even the devil himself, like not even fancy devil himself. <laughs> could convince me to do be in Jaws 3. That's fair. That is fair. I so, mean, look at this. I feel like, yeesh. Yeah. I can't imagine what Roy Schneider would think about this final product. Not much. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to tackle? Uh, so I want to talk about the post-credit scene for Jaws 3, People 0. Okay. So at the very end of Jaws 3, People 0, is that Jaws finally swims away and everything's okay. But as Jaws is uh, swimming away off into the distance, he just gets swallowed whole by the Megalodon. Oh, damn. And we lead into the Meg 20-something years later. Solid. Or 30-something years later. And that's about how, you know, society and Hollywood just reuses the same ideas, but just makes it bigger and bigger. And that's like Jaws' whole thing as he's dying before. He's just like... Twas beast killed the beast. Yeah. He'll be talking to Roy Schneider, being like, "Hey, Jaws three may not happen, but something will. Something will take its place. <laughs> it's the cycle." Exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Good job. Put that cool. Uh, that, that's all that I have on that. I, for what we have for Jaws three, with giving it as much script doctoring as we can, I think that's a that would put out a solid like. A solid B summer movie, I think. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of things that sort of suck with script doctoring is you can't make a D. You can't make all the Ds and As. You sort of just got to make it a B plus or a B at some times. Like, with the stuff you're given, you can't make everything gold. Which is why, again, I'm not saying we have to do it. Jaws 3, people zero. (laughs) Uh, I would have loved to read that original script. Yes. I agree. Also be a fly on the wall when Spielberg came in and talked about it. I hope it's just a one-word answer where he just says no and walks out. I can see it. Yep. Uh, that's and all I have on that. And I use all my fun facts during our process, so I got nothing else on Jaws. I do think I like four better than this. I have to rewatch two. I, well, you maybe know, someday we'll get to two. I think my favorite Jaws is the first one, though. Hot take. I do think in my power <laughs> rankings I would put number one at the first one. Yeah, me too. But yeah, Jaws, what a fascinating little franchise it's been. Oh, yeah. Um, do you think we'll ever get Jaws 5? Uh, no, I think we're sooner yeah. going to get just a Jaws reboot altogether, which <sighs> should worry about that. not yeah. happen. But listen, if Spielberg's allowed to remake West Side Story, like, put your ego at the door for a second, buddy, and let someone else remake Jaws. Like, I'm not, not as a thing that I want to see a remade Jaws, mm-hmm. but, you know, Spielberg is Spielberg. I'm sure... He could just take a second to be like, this is what happens when you remake a classic, sir. Oh. But I also say this having not seen West Side Story, and in two years when it comes out and it's the best fucking movie ever, I'm going to look like an asshole. (laughs) Who would you want to direct the Jaws reboot? Ooh. Jordan Peele. Oh, wow. Okay. Not the one person. I don't don't have a person teed up, but I would not. Jordan Peele was not even in my vicinity. That was the top of my brain. That top of my intelligence. Uh pick for that one i mean if i had to pick somebody who's who is working the game right now i'll put for the horror aspect i'll put jordan peele because i do actually think it'd be Uh really interesting uh i'm gonna put christopher mccrory the guy who's been doing the last few mission or not mission possible uh yeah mission possible movies yeah yeah i i would put him also in the in contention there 
I, I weirdly feel like J.J. Abrams would not do a terrible Jaws movie. It's just because it's a Spielberg movie. Yeah, that's that, probably like, it. I, and I feel like that, because this was Spielberg's second feature film. Yeah. It was Jaws. So he, like, hadn't really had so much of the style where it was like, hoo-hoo, whimsical and family-friendly. So he had that edge to it. Whereas J.J., like, you know, has kind of an edge with, you know, PG-13 action. Yeah. But I don't think he's got that same kind of edge when it comes to, like, horrific elements. Because Super 8 was the closest he got, probably. Yeah. And that it wasn't even that horrifying. It was just a monster mystery. Spoilers for Super 8. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. I'm trying to think of any Marvel directors you'd want to take on. Uh, I mean, obviously the Russo brothers would be interesting to have. Uh, I think, depend. I mean, have you, have you seen cop car? No, but I know what it is. Yeah. John Watts, who did the two Spider-Man movies, Uh did cop car. And that was more of a gritty, like grounded movie than the Spider-Man movies. So I think he could potentially have the, the in between of whimsical fantasy and, you know, gritty blood that Spielberg had for Jaws. So I can say say John Watts, maybe. Okay. All right. Let's wrap it up. Um, thank you guys so much for listening right now. Please, if you want to get the if you want to get the newest content, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook, just at Doctor Script. If you want to tweet at us, it's Dr Script Podcast, like Doctor Script. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes. Leave five stars. We love seeing the reviews. Uh, it is a good time. Keep listening. And, you know, we try doing some new stuff every once in a while. I hope you guys like it. Uh, and come back. And uh, do you mind if I do a personal plug for just a second? Yeah, or, go ahead. Uh, uh, I haven't, you know, talked about it for whatever, however many weeks it's been. But I uh, produced a series for Snapchat. And I made it with my production group, uh, Two Lemon. And it's been getting pretty positive reviews so far. So I think by the time this episode comes out, Either all of the episodes will have come out or will be very close to the end uh, of the series run. So if you guys are fans of this podcast and some of the stuff that we do, check it out. It'll If you if it, people watch more of it, maybe we'll get a season two. Ooh. And that'll be fun. And But if it's bad, maybe we can do a Doctor Script. <laughs> no, it's actually really... I am actually... It's really good. I'm very proud of how it turned out. So uh, check that out in addition to all the Doctor Script things. Yeah, I know the stuff's really funny. Um, if... If it is all done, well, where would they be able to find it? Is it still on Snapchat? Yes, or? it'll be on Snapchat for basically the foreseeable future, kind of like how Netflix originals are just on Netflix. Forever, okay. Even if, you know, they end up getting canceled. Right. So uh, it'll be, Apocalypse Goals will be on Snapchat. If you don't see it in the Discover page, which is like when you scroll all the way to the right, and you scroll for a little bit, just go to the top, type in the word Apocalypse, and it should pop up. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a Snapchat exclusive, so you can only watch it on, on your phone on Snapchat. Uh, you know, we've got trailers and clips on stuff on some of our Instagram stuff, but really to watch the whole series, you got to go on Snapchat. Cool. All right. Make sure to check it out, guys. You'll enjoy it a lot. Sam put a lot of hard work and sweat and tears into it. So, yeah, anything would be greatly appreciated, y'all. Yes. Um, and we'll be back soon with another podcast. Oh, I hope it's Jaws 2. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now. See ya.